everyone. My name is Carly Ann, and I'm a health and wellness enthusiast who dropped out of grad school to travel the world and discover my real passion and desire for helping others. And if I'm being completely honest, I'm kind of just figuring it out as I go. I'm on an ever-evolving journey that is often messy, unsure, and a bit crazy at times, but I am choosing crazy over easy. Throughout each episode, I hope you find yourself inspired and motivated to love the journey you are on while also learning to appreciate when things feel like somewhat of a hot mess. Thanks again for tuning in. I am your host, Carly Ann, and this is the Crazy Over Easy Podcast. Welcome back to the Crazy Over Easy Podcast. As always, I am so grateful, thankful, and appreciative for all of you guys being here. And before we jump into the podcast, I actually have our very first podcast giveaway winner. Um, if you guys are new to listening or just hopping in, I am doing monthly giveaway winners to, uh, or giveaways, if you will, to my podcast listeners. This is a community that I just cannot thank you guys enough for so much. I have so much to thank you for today, which I will dive into. But um, we've done about, I think, six weeks. So it will typically be uh, every month, but I started at the very end of June, so went through July and uh, just finally picked the winner. So the winner is Kelsey Crosby. Thank you so much for your support with purchasing through my first form or my Vitality link. Uh, so again, if you guys are new here, any purchase made through my first form or my Vitality link does support me directly, and I just cannot thank you guys enough. So I wanted to try and figure out a way that I could bring more... Um, gratitude, if you will, into this podcast. And not that monetary value needs to be gratitude, but again, I don't make anything from my podcast. Um, I really tried to put out as much free content and uh, just provide free value to as many as you as possible, whether it's listening to this podcast, whether it's an Instagram post, whether it's something I share in my story. Um, if you have read my book, which that is the why, that's the reason why I need to thank you guys. Uh, if you read my book, I, you know, my whole, my sole purpose of it, well, maybe not my sole purpose, but I just want others to feel less alone um, in whatever struggle or triumph or endeavor they are going through. And I think that a lot of us learn from people who have maybe already gone through a lot and they are reflecting back, which is totally fine. I know I do that, but I also feel like sometimes I just want to know I'm not alone in the thick of it or while I'm processing it or while I'm still unsure about what it means to me. And so being able to have you guys on this specific journey, my podcast journey, it's just something that I am so grateful for. And so being able to ask, um, or I guess give, ask of you guys, I know it's purchasing something from me, but to be able to give back in some way. So I have been educating on different supplements because um, supplements and vitamins, I just feel like it's such an overwhelming space and I feel like social media can make us feel like, oh, we have to take this if we want to lose weight or we have to do this workout if we want to look that way or, oh, we are not going to be healthy according to our doctors if we don't take X, Y, and Z. And I never want you guys to feel that way. And oftentimes in a story clip of Instagram, it's 15 seconds, right? So I can only talk about something so much. So I just want to be able 
able to dive into things that I love a little bit more in this podcast. Um, And whether it is a supplement or a vitamin, maybe it'll be a product that I'm using. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you know that there are some collaborations that I'm so thankful for, whether it's like Newton Mattress or Wellaments or the cereals that I'm obsessed with right now. I genuinely would only share things that I love um, and some of these products I've been taking for years. So not going to dive into it too much today um, in terms of a specific product. With fall coming up though, I am going to recommend that we do put a little bit more emphasis emphasis on our gut health. Um, That is something I've talked about a lot, whether it's you taking OptiGreens, whether it's GI Advantage, whether it's glutamine, um, taking advantage of optimizing our gut health can really help support our immune system. Over 70% of our immune system starts in the gut, which is just wild. So if you ever have questions, please do not hesitate to reach out. I know it can be so overwhelming and then you think, oh, I have to have this and this and this, and that is not the case. Um, I know for me, I've actually increased my vitamin C, not only to help with that immune support, because I think a lot of us do things when we are, we don't do things for prevention, I'm sure a lot of you could also agree. It's like right now with all this pelvic girdle pain that I have, I'm now doing the exercises I need to do, but I didn't do anything for prevention. So now I'm like, okay, I'll do whatever. I'll do any stretch, any exercise, but I wish I would have taken preventative measures. So if I can motivate you or inspire you in any way, um, let's be preventative and try and work on things, whether it is our health, our mental health, our physical health, and try and get ahead of it before... um, before you're sick or maybe before you're feeling unhappy in your body or whatever it may be. So as always, feel free to reach out, uh, but I'll be diving back into some more um, products that I'm taking. I've just started taking magnesium. That has been absolutely incredible for just overall muscle aches, especially at night, and then also just relaxing my body. I'm sleeping so well, and that says a lot during third trimester. So anyways, that's my little intro, and then I need to say thank you guys so much. You guys, my book sold out in under 12 hours. You guys are literally phenomenal. And if I wasn't able to voice that in my thank you note to you, if you were able to purchase, I genuinely cannot thank you enough. It you blew me away. I I had a goal of selling 100 books and I sold every single copy that I have here at my house. I saved like five just in case anything happened in transit. Um, you know, getting books to you guys. But thank you from the bottom of my heart. I am going to have a huge ask from each and every one of you. When you get your book, uh, if you finish it, if you could, I don't know, I think you can write a review on my website. I'm not sure. I will double check on that. But even sending me an email of what you thought about it or sharing it with a friend like, oh my gosh, girl, I think you would love this book. It launches next week, okay? August 16th, it launches on Amazon. And this is the way that I'm gonna be able to know if I'm ever going to uh, buy more books. Currently, Amazon has a select amount of my books that I have already purchased. They will be selling them. So next week, if you guys feel inclined, if you could share my book or text a couple friends or share it on your story, That would mean the world to me. Uh, There will be a direct link. Obviously, you can literally type in the title on Amazon and it will pop up. Um, And then the ebook will also be available. So if you did buy the book directly from me, this is my huge, huge, huge ask. If you could purchase the ebook, I have it at an insanely inexpensive price. It's going to be $2.99 for the ebook. And the reason I did that is in hopes that. 
um, you guys who did purchase the hard copy would also purchase the ebook. I understand you might not be an ebook reader, but this will show Amazon, especially on the day of launch, that this is a book that potentially can maybe climb the new author chart. So um, I'll put more details in next week's episode, and uh, it just would mean the world to me. Again, this isn't a monetary thing. I'm <laughs> so in the hole on my book in terms of finances, but that would just be incredible. Um, again, if you, especially if you enjoyed enjoyed the book, I just feel like the messages I've gotten so far, it sounds like so many re- of us resonate and connect with it. So again, um, I'm babbling a lot. I just feel very grateful and I'm emotional because of pregnancy and my book and a lot going on in life right now that um, social media doesn't show. So anyways, today is going to, we're officially what, 10 minutes into the episode. We're now going to dive into today's topic, which I'm actually just doing a brief Q&A. Um, I feel like I've been talking about so much and um, re- you know, a lot of you have read my book now and I'm getting a lot of messages about it and I feel like this is my community and I want to take more time just doing Q&A or ask me anything. So I did ask Instagram and we have some questions. So I could go on forever. I'm going to try and keep it to about five to eight questions that seem to be a repetitive thing that I get often. Um, So here we go. So first and foremost, oh, also, if any of this was like convoluted and you're like, gosh, how do I do any of this? Everything will be down in the show notes, whether it's purchasing through my Vitality or my first form link, um, whether it is uh, anything about my book. So anyways, <laughs> there, it's always all down there. So thank you so, so much. All right. How do you decide you're ready for all the change a baby will bring? So that's a great question. Um You guys know if you've listened to a lot of episodes with Casey and I, we chat about this, but again, I wanted to just dive in from my own perspective and without Casey um, on any of this, on any of the questions you guys have for me, because I feel like unknowingly, sometimes I even filter my emotions when Casey is on the podcast, um, just because I haven't thought about it. And I, again, I'm just opening these up now. So first of all, I don't think that you're ever actually ready. Um, I think it's something that Again, I'll be brutally honest. For me, it took me by surprise. I knew a lot was going to be changing, but I genuinely did not know how much was going to change. Like, I really didn't know. Almost to the point where the first two weeks we had Caden at home, I feel like I tried to just continue living a normal life. Like, I literally was just like, oh my gosh, everybody says that. The newborn goes like wherever you go. They eat, sleep, poop, you know, whatever. And so I think that I tried to just continue on with my normal life too much and to the point where I actually never processed what we were going through. I never took that time to come home and be with Casey and this newborn baby we have and the pups and just kind of figure out what our new quote unquote normal looks like. Granted, Casey doesn't have paternity leave, so he was only home for 10 days. But even those 10 days, I wish that I wouldn't have just rushed out to try and live life normal and some of you guys might be like how did you do that why did you do that I just it was still summer I felt like I was really inclined to continue going on boat rides and um you know social gatherings and I don't know I just felt like and there weren't a lot of social gatherings it was 2020 but even with family so I just felt as though maybe again not to throw the older generation under the bus but there is so much you know like oh gosh, like the newborn just goes with you everywhere. And I just didn't take the time to process the changes I was going through. So I don't think you're ever exactly ready, but I think mentally preparing yourself for change and just letting yourself uh, 
give yourself grace, I guess. So um, I wish I had an exact answer, but again, we just knew that we were ready to venture into that part of our life in terms of our marriage and growing our family. So in that sense, I knew we were ready. And I think what also, this sounds awful, I think we also knew we were more ready because after the miscarriage, it was that moment. I mean, we lost the baby, you know, two days before 12 weeks. And so here we are getting ready to tell our entire family. Um, And that didn't happen. And so I think in that moment, it was obviously so much grief, but it was also that realization of, oh my gosh, we like, we, we wanted this baby so badly. Like this baby was already so loved. So I think that helped us. And if you've ever gotten a negative pregnancy test, you know in that moment you're like, okay, I really, really wanted that to be a positive. And so in turn, you adjust and you you make those changes as they come. Uh, how do you balance the fact that mother's life changes more and more quickly? I think that they're I think that she's asking, like, how do you balance the fact that a like a mother's life changes? more than like a like the paternal like the father or the other significant other more quickly um for me I'm, I'm still working on it I'm not gonna lie this also goes along with um handling resent I've got another question handling resentful feelings towards Casey working and you being home and a stay-at-home mom um so I think those questions kind of go together I'm still struggling with it if you guys listened to my episode with Casey last week I don't know what it is I just feel like I have to ask to be like, hey, is it okay if I take a quick shower? Whereas he'll say like, hey, I'm going to go take a quick shower. And that's his right. And that's also my right. We're co-parents. But I feel as though, I don't think it's even societal norms. It's like biological. Like the baby needs us so much more from day one, uh, whether it's breastfeeding, whether it's that hormonal release. So when that baby is doing skin to skin with you, hormonal release for them as well for us. So I just think that there's this biological response, and this is my opinion, there's no judgment either way, like if you guys are perfect co-parent, or not perfect, you know, gosh, I feel like I have to be so careful with my words, but hopefully you guys know this is a safe place, and if I say something quote unquote wrong, I'm sorry, but from my perspective, I have been really struggling, we're going on two years now with little man in two weeks, and I even told Casey, I was like, hey, we need to start talking about... um, you know, a little bit of the schedule with baby number two. I am going to want to make sure that we still have special time with Caden, but I'm also going to have to make sure that I have support in the mornings. Casey is wonderful. He gets him out of bed, helps with all of that, but essentially it ends up just being me. Um, I love my husband to death. But for instance, I wake up knowing that I need to have everything done by 6 a.m. because Caden will typically wake up between 6 and 6.30. Some days a little bit later, some days a little bit earlier. So my brain is set around Caden's wake up, whereas Casey's brain is set around he leaves for work at 7.30. So he usually is up by 5, but sometimes it's 6 or 6.15 and he'll still sneak downstairs for a quick workout. And like he's frustrated. He's like, oh gosh, you know, I woke up late. I'm not gonna be able to get in a good workout. Whereas for me, I'm like, oh buddy, like, I got up to make sure that I could have everything done before Caden wakes up. And it's just a different mindset switch. It also goes back to, have I communicated that I need help? Should I need to communicate that I need help? Shouldn't he just offer? <laughs> Shouldn't he know that it's co-parenting? And so then that's the that's the tricky part. I think that also goes back to like, how do you decide if you're ready for a baby and all the change? Where are you at in your relationship with communication? Because you guys have heard it a million times. Casey and I did horrible the first eight months of our marriage, or first eight months of having a baby within our marriage. It was awful. And 
we're kind of at this place now where like Caden's definitely more self-sufficient, but I still need help. You know what I mean? I still want help. And he's so willing to help. He just needs more of a direct like, hey, I need this. And I think oftentimes as women, we're like, oh, no, you should be able to read our minds. Like, don't you know I need this? Why are you already doing this in the other room? Or why are you taking care of X, Y, and Z? Or getting your golf clubs ready for tomorrow? Or whatever it is. And I'm just like, "Um, excuse me, Uh, hello. So I feel like, you know, balancing the fact that a mother's life changes more quickly, that's a hard one. And I'm still struggling. And I'm, I'll be honest, I'm still struggling because I also put a lot of pressure on myself from a social media perspective. I'm very much me. I'm very much raw and real. But at the same time, I feel like there's a lot of pressures for me to show up as what I used to be. Maybe it was all the fitness. Maybe it was the nutrition. You guys know those are still passions of mine. They're still professions of mine. Like They're still aspects of my business. But now I'm learning and evolving, and I'm hoping a lot of you are learning and evolving with me as maybe you're going through this area or stage of life, or maybe you're hoping one day to go through it. And I don't ever want to apologize for my transitions and my changes, but social media almost makes you feel like you have to. And, you know, the other day it was, I had, in this one day I had a really young um, part of, I I hate to say followers, like somebody part of the community messaged and was just like, oh, you know, I kind of miss when you talked about this, this, and this. And it was more of my fitness side of things. And I totally understood because that's how my following grew was sharing fitness and sharing nutrition and all of that. But I also feel like, now for me, I struggle when I follow accounts that only show that because my brain goes to the, wait, how do you balance this and that? And where does work fall in? And where do kids fall in? Or where does dating fall in? Like you don't have to be in a relationship. I just kind of want to see more of the whole life spectrum, if you will. Maybe that's me being a creeper follower, just wanting to know more about the person's life. But that's what I know I like to see. And so I think that's where my brain wants to wants to show that aspect because it's also enjoyable for me. Feeling like I'm only showing the health and fitness side of things, it's just not my 100% of my life anymore. It's a huge part of my life, but I feel as though I like to see a little bit more. Um, So I feel like I have transitioned and I appreciate so many of you guys who are on that journey. So, you know, I had this young young girl messaged me and I totally totally understood. And then here I am. I went to our local farmer's market and this woman approached me so kind. And she was like, hey, like my daughter and I follow you. She first approached my mom and told my mom that she, she's like, I bought your daughter's book. And I just thought that was so incredible. And my mom was like, she's actually here. She walked over and it was just like, To see this woman who is a mother herself, her daughter I think is in high school, she said, and to know that I am talking to a demographic that really does range from, you know, all over the map, it was so awesome. And she was like, you, I just need you to know, like, the messages they're putting out there. She learned how to do e-moms from me, and she felt like supporting a local woman on her endeavors. It was just like such a wonderful little encounter, and it just gave me that like realization of you really don't know who's watching and if I just continue to be me like that's good enough I can't listen to the algorithm I can't listen to anything else um so in terms of balancing the fact that my life has changed a lot I think social media like blows that up in my mind and I'm struggling I have not figured it out um it's still a continuous conversation with Casey and it leads to those resentful feelings because I don't just call up Casey to be like, hey, I'm going to like, don't know what you're doing right now. You know, he'll be at work. I'm going to go meet up with 
my best friend on Saturday for lunch. Like, you've got Caden. I don't do that. Whereas, like, I will get a text from him to be like, hey, we're teeing off at six. Like, I'll be home around 1230. Like, let's, you know, I can take Caden after, do a family day or whatever. Um, And when he leaves in the morning, right? Like, here we are, hectic morning. He leaves and doesn't come back until, you know, his the earliest he gets home is 530. So 730 to 530. And girl, I feel you being a stay-at-home mom. I like to call it actually um, a girl that I follow, Katrina Scott. She calls it a full-time mom. It is not just a stay-at-home mom. It is being a full-time mama. Whether you have a job that you're working from home or not, it is full-time. And it leads to a lot of resentment. And actually, Casey, a while ago, really reacted one day and got so grumpy. And he left the house. And I texted him. I was like, excuse me. what was that? And he said, he's like, I'm so sorry. I just feel so bad that I have to leave you while he's a hot mess. You haven't gotten anything done for yourself. And like, I'm heading to work. And I told him, I was like, okay, great. Like, that's fine. But then acknowledge what you just text me. Say those things before you leave. Give me a hug and say, hey, I really wish I could be here to help you. Like, I, you know, just something to acknowledge or recognize that he knows that it's hard. And for him, he just got like, quiet and defensive and like seemed really grumpy and I was like oh that's not how we communicate this he just felt guilty and I was like your guilt cannot react like that your guilt can't make me feel worse give me a hug before you go acknowledge that you know that I'm having a hard morning and this might be a hard day I don't know if that would fix things, but it would maybe help with the resentfulness that he just gets to up and leave um so we're still working on that I think it's normal. I think it's something, though, that I sometimes will tell Casey, like, hey, I love you and I love everything you do for us, but I do resent the fact that you get to leave. And and it's a it's a conversation that we have. Um, it doesn't, there's no solution, right? But at least he knows that I do have resentful feelings and it's not something that then just blows up, you know, five days down because we, we were there. We got through, got to a place where I was so resentful of, him being able to leave or him being able to do what he wanted to do. Um, And yeah, so that was really hard. But I think it's normal if you do resent your significant other. I just think you need to communicate it. And by saying it out straight, (laughs) it it leads to a hard conversation. But I think it makes you feel better because otherwise, girl, when he steps out the door or he comes home, I'm just like, hi, (laughs) like, how was your day? Like, there's no emotion. There's no gratitude that he's home. I'm just like, I'm miserable. So that's the, I mean, that's pretty aggressive. Like I, it's not that bad, but I do have my days that I'm just like, I don't know how I can do this. Um, intimacy after baby number one. So this was really, okay, we're going to get a little TMI guys. This was hard. So for one, you're dealing with a lot of physical changes, uh, for two, I feel like if you've gone essentially probably six weeks without anything. Some people, great. If you like work other things in there, we did not. It was very much just a dry spell. Also, we were like, holy hell, how's it been six weeks already? Because I don't know. It just it was a whirlwind and a blur. Um, but it took us a while, and it also took us like we we definitely we attempted at six weeks. Um, but it was awkward. I feel like it, w- and I, and for some people, it might be totally normal. For us, it was not. I felt like I, we were struggling with the marriage. We were struggling with balance. We were struggling with resentful feelings. Um, and here we are trying to be intimate. And I feel like for six weeks, we had just been teammates. Like, oh, you've got this, you know, whatever it is, trying to support each other in this change. And we were such great teammates that we hadn't 
really gone back to like husband and wife. So if you can, during those six weeks, try and find other areas of intimacy, whether it's a hug in the kitchen, whether it's asking for a hug, like, hey, I need my husband for 30 seconds or lying in bed and looking into each other's eyes and talking as opposed to like, oh my gosh, how'd we get through today? And just like rolling over. I don't know about you guys, but like I face to the left, he faces to the right. Sometimes there's a dog between us. Like we can truthfully go a long time without like intimate moments, not just even sex, but like intimate moments, unless we're a little bit intentional about it. But once we did get back into like intimacy within the bedroom, like sexual activity, all of that, um, it was really hard. Uh, T okay, total TMI. I did not do this, but a friend told me to do this for the next time around is she said to like use a toy use a toy before you actually like try with your husband because sometimes a lot has changed and um, it can be uncomfortable for a female. So I did not do that, but um, I could see how that could be helpful. But I think a lot of it comes down to recognizing that our body is going to be different. I feel like sometimes intimacy comes like with confidence and um, knowing things will be different is hard. And we did not transition well. It really became like this awkward conversation of, you know, I just, I think that neither, I wasn't comfortable in my skin. We weren't comfortable in our roles as parents yet. We hadn't found our way back to husband and wife and just throwing sex in there was awkward. And that's my honest, like we got back to it. It was great. We feel like we're doing great now, but it was not something that um, I was prepared for. It wasn't something that I thought was going to be that um, difficult. Okay, this is something I'm really struggling with, you guys. I'm nervous for my second and no longer having alone time with my first. How are you feeling? I am a hot mess. I am not going to lie. I'm really, really struggling with this one. I feel like I look at Caden, and I think maybe it's because so much has been going on lately between my book launch and Brooklyn Grace and all these things that I have all these goals and passions, and they like all came to fruition at once. I mean, for instance, my book was supposed to launch a year before, but it took over a year. Brooklyn Grace took six months longer than I had thought. So all these things happened at once, and now I feel like, especially it being August, I'm trying to get everything and anything done before September because I don't know when the little one's going to come. And so I... I'm just, I think since I had such a hard postpartum journey, I think I'm already fearful of it. And I don't know if that's a blessing in disguise where maybe it's going to be easier than I'm anticipating because this last one was so hard. But I feel like I'm already mourning like those moments with just Caden. I will say I've had some wonderful moms reach out and just say how they never thought it was true, but their heart literally grew. And I know people say that, but right now I'm just like, how? Like how? I already love this baby so much, but I have this little human who is such a person now, right? Like Caden is such a personality and he's so fun. And yes, he's a toddler and he's hard, but I developed a more intense connection with him as he's gotten older. I did not have a very strong I loved him to death but I did not have a strong connection with him those first like six to eight months and now it's like now I have anxiety when I leave him now I feel like I'm constantly staring at the monitor because I just can't imagine my life without that little boy and I think that's where right now I'm struggling because I'm just like oh wait how do I do this again or how do I take time away from what I have with him when I'm already sharing time with him with my work so I'm really struggling. Um, 
I can't say I'm feeling that great about it, but I'm also trying to look at it as um, him becoming a big brother and our family growing and figuring out more of a routine, if that makes sense, of like Casey helping with this or me asking for this or just, I don't know, fitting some more puzzle pieces in. Another thing that was recommended to us um, actually was Caden's dentist. He said that whenever somebody comes over to meet the baby, to make sure that they first say hi to Caden. So to actually completely disregard the baby, because that's, you know, when you walk in, oh my gosh, baby. They said to completely disregard the baby and go to Caden first. And if any like if it's a grandparent have them even bring like a toy or a stuffed animal or a a stickers or something just so that the acknowledgement is still going to him as opposed to the baby first and I thought that was a great suggestion because I never would have thought of that um maybe some of you have heard that but just to make sure that Caden doesn't feel overshadowed um so we're hoping to bring in you know our same morning routine with Caden and still coming out and mama will be in the chair whether a baby is with her or not like that's kind of what we're planning on but in terms of how I'm feeling I am not doing well I am really really struggling Um, which is also why I feel like I've been pulling away a little bit from social media just because I'm just feeling all over the place right now and it's not an easy one. Um, Okay, just a couple more questions. How do you do it all and still have time for yourself? I actually was telling Casey the other day how um, I almost, I don't want to say I'm doing too much, but like when I look at everything, I'm like, how am I doing all this? You know, wrote a book, published a book, just launched it, started a clothing company, launched that, have my health and fitness side of things, have my podcast, like all of it works in my brain, but it also is very jumbled. And I will say, I think some things get um, a little bit left behind. I know for instance, right now, like the health and fitness side of things, since I am personally struggling with working out because the pain I'm in, it's really hard for me to show up for my girl's in that sense because I really do think it's all about leading by example and right now my leading by example is (laughs) eating my cereal attempting to get some steps in but more of focusing on you know the stretching and the pelvic floor work and so that's a very niche specific right like you have to be pregnant to basically be going through that stuff so um I don't feel like I have time for myself. And I think that goes back to the resentfulness towards Casey. I am not taking time for myself. I'm not asking for time for myself. Um, So I feel like I need to get better at that. But I do believe that this is something that we should not overlook. Um, So I hope I can report back on that one. I'm really going to try, I think. And once this next baby comes, I think I'm going to try and have a little more of like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule or something where I'm very on on certain days and then other days I'm off of social media so I can be present with the kiddos but also maybe sneak in maybe some time with myself or maybe it's letting my mom help me with the little one and then I take Caden to the park or something like that. So I don't know how I'm going to work in my time. Hopefully eventually I can get back into a morning routine where it is me time but again I'm not (laughs) with a newborn I don't want to wake up at 4 a.m. to like attempt to get in a little bit of time so I don't have a lot of time for me right now but it is impacting my other relationships in my life so I don't recommend doing that so I again I don't have a solid answer um and even my best friend she's been here a lot because she is a school counselor so she has summers off and she'll sometimes get frustrated with me she's like you deserve to also go take time for yourself Casey golfs Casey does x y and z and then I almost talk myself out of it I'm like yeah but he works 
all day, every day, a physical labor job. And Melby's like, or sorry, I said her name, my girlfriend. She's like, yeah, so do you. Like you're working all day long, juggling a toddler, doing this, doing that. She's like, you're constantly on. And she's like, you wake up at 4.30 or 5 just to get some emails done before the day starts. And that, you know, she helps me recognize like I deserve time just as much and that I'm working just as hard, even though I'm not like physically leaving the house or doing physical labor. Um, So I feel like I justify like Casey's time away. But I also think it's because I want to recognize that I know how hard he's working. and I know how much he does for us. But I also need to recognize how much I do for myself. Um, um, A couple more questions. I also want to say so many of you guys messaged me and just said your content and your podcast are life saving for me. Thank you for all that you share. Uh, Not a question, but your little man is so adorable. And that smile just lights me up. Like I cannot thank you guys enough for those questions. Again, this community just means so much to me. Um, Okay, so I think two more questions. Do you have any regrets? Um, I don't know if I want to say it's a regret, but you know, like I genuinely, my relationship before Casey, it was a real raw relationship. Like I always say that if I had the guts, I would write like a trilogy of it. We went through so much together. I really do believe that it was true love. Um, I mean, I fell in love with the kid when I was in sixth grade, started dating him when I was in eighth grade, dated all through high school, all through college. Um, unfortunately, things got very messy our last like three years together for a number of reasons. Um, so I feel like I don't regret that relationship at all. But sometimes when they're like, oh, don't go off to college with that high school relationship. Sometimes I think I look back and wish that I wouldn't have. However, I know I wouldn't be where I am without that. So I really don't believe that like I have any regrets. Um, but I do wish that I saw more value in myself outside of a relationship, if that makes sense. Because I really struggled to, I always had like so much just unknowing confidence if that makes sense I didn't need it to be instilled in me by somebody else I was a little bit naive and just like lived life and I loved it and I was I was kind of the awkward girl in middle school um looks and all of that <laughs> didn't come in till later on like I just was not I wasn't like the one that the guys picked or you know what I mean and that just kind of if anything helped me just be me I didn't feel pressures of um other guys or of looking a certain way or being like the inn. Um, I was great friends with everybody that was a part of like, I don't know, the bigger crowd, if you will. But um, I don't know. I really do like who I was growing up. And I think that I then started letting how I saw myself get altered because of um, maybe how I was being treated or the way that I wished I was treated or whatnot. So I think just a regret would be not holding more value in myself to maybe see where I was at in that specific relationship. And then last question, I think, um, what makes you want to adopt or foster? So um, Casey actually does um, Big Brother, Little Brother, and he's been doing it now for four and a half, almost five years. And um, I actually never really had um, an intention of fostering or adopting. Like It just was never on the forefront of my mind, but it has been something that Casey has talked about a lot. Um, If we do, I think it would be later on where our kiddos are in middle school or high school. And um, it's just something we've talked about. I think 
I think we would foster. Uh, I don't know if we do foster to adopt, but we just know that if we have the means and if we have the love in our home, if we can help a family while they're going through a transition or help a little one while they're going through a hard transition and just offer that love and care, I know it's so difficult. I know that it's a process to go through. One of my best friends from high school, her and her husband have done foster to adopt. Um, but I just feel like I have been blessed with a wonderful life, a wonderful husband, a loving husband, a home. And if we can open that up to another kiddo, I just think that would be um, really special. So again, this is down the road, but it's something that is very much in our conversations. And it's actually something that Casey um, kind of brought to my attention more so than I had ever had on mine. And I will say, Casey is somebody who he betters me as a person like he regardless of our marital (laughs) struggles or whatnot he makes me want to be a better person like every day I feel challenged in some way to show up more or be uh, a better version of myself and I feel like that's really special and sometimes when I have my days where I look at him and I'm just like I want to punch you right now (laughs) because I get so like resentful or my emotions take over or whatever it's so nice to have those things that do ground me because of the person that he is and because of the person he um, makes me want to be so that is everything I know that was a little bit of a longer episode than I anticipated sometimes it's not easy to just talk to or listen to one voice but hopefully you guys got to know a little bit more got some questions answered I will try to do these a little bit more often but As always, I appreciate you all. Make it a great day, and I'll catch you in the next one. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. Your continued support means more than you know. If you enjoyed today's podcast, it would be greatly appreciated if you could leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast, as well as screenshot this episode and share it on your social media. I would like to thank each and every one of you, as well as my editor and producer, Michael, for making this podcast possible. I appreciate each of you so much. And if you'd like to know more about me or follow me on other social medias, you can find me on all platforms at Carly Andell. Thank you again, and I'll catch you in the next episode.